0: Brady, how have you been, my friend? It's been too long. Happy Thanksgiving coming up. I hope hope uh, you've been well, my friend. Yeah, I've been well. I appreciate that. So,
1: you know, the, the listeners know the backstory, really. The station we used to work at essentially folded up shop, and, and we both no longer work there. Uh, yes. What What
0: are you doing now with all this time on your hands? Oh, geez. You know what's so funny is I thought I'd, I'd relax a little bit more, but I, I've, I've planned a lot of trips, I'm going to go out to Vegas in January, meet up with uh, some of the fraternity brothers, so we're going to have fun there, and then I'm going to go over to LA uh, to do some business, take care of some stuff that I didn't get a chance to do, so I'll go there, and then I'm going to go to my niece's wedding in uh, Topeka, Kansas and, um, in May, and then my son has his last year of hockey, so uh, I'm going to go out to Kent State to see a game, and then I'm going to go out for his, his graduation. And, uh, and Fox has been good um, to really give me extra fill in. Uh, this week I had to turn down like two, three, four shifts, but um, most of the time they've been really, really good. So I've been staying busy now with, uh, with just doing more stuff at Fox.
1: Yeah, Arnie and I worked together daily for like four years, and in a, in that whole time, Arnie was working at Fox Sports Radio nationally. So Arnie never had an off day. I always admired and respected that about you. Um, I can't imagine you going from seven days a week down to one, which is yeah. your usual shift at five. I can't imagine. I just thought you'd be sitting around all day relaxing because all the time you didn't get off in the last however many years.
0: I asked for Saturdays off, which worked out good. You know, I didn't want to take up both the both the weekends. And as soon as, uh, you know, I wasn't working locally, um, Fox was like, hey, would you would you like some more fill in? I'm like, yeah, for now. um, Yeah, definitely do that. So but no, I'm keeping busy. Believe me, there's there's a lot on my plate. And uh, um, I haven't really called for any jobs. I think I called like one of the local TV stations and my wife goes, well, what do you want to do? I go, I don't know. I just felt like calling them. (laughs) But um, I I didn't even know what I was going to do. I was like, I'm going to call a TV station and, and just say hello. But uh, <laughs> otherwise, I haven't really made any calls or anything like that. I'm just going to kind of enjoy uh, some of the time off. Do you miss anything about being on daily? Um, Yeah, I miss. Uh, you know what? I really just miss the listeners because a lot of people have reached out. Um, and it wasn't really so much about a sports show. It just, you know, because, as you know, we went through a tough time the last couple of years. And um, everybody went through a tough time. and You know, everybody has... Um, certainly had to you know buckle up and, and try to get through this, and I think we were a uh, a source of helping people get through st- a difficult time. So that that's the part I really miss, and, and of course I'm working with you guys and Rich and and stuff like that. But otherwise. Um, it, it, a lot of the listeners have certainly come out and reached out. That, that's the part you miss the most.
1: Yeah, the listeners are great, and a lot of the listeners of our old show are now over here, so I'm thankful to a lot of our for listeners you. For, you. For, for for coming over to me here. So we're talking with Arnie Spanier on the Brady Farkas show here on WDEV. How much does it crush you that the Patriots are 7-4, and four, Mac Jones is good, and the team is in first place in the AFC East? How much does that eat at you?
0: It does eat at me. I mean, first of all, I thought Mac Jones would be good, but I didn't think um, he'd have this type of record. Uh, they certainly have, have kept them, you know, uh, under wraps or at least, you know, not, uh, you know, exposing the whole playbook to them. But the fact that the Patriots are seven and four, when they were one and three, I was feeling good, like, <laughs> oh, it's going to be miserable for them. And I knew this was going to happen and they might not even win five games like my prediction was. And now they're seven and four. Belichick might be the coach of the year as we sit right now, um, 11 games in, uh, at least maybe top two and um, he's just done a phenomenal job. And I think hes he knows that if he can get him in the playoffs, maybe win the division, maybe it's a little vindication uh, with Tom winning the Super Bowl last year. So I, I think this was an important year for them. And I'm surprised because I, I really don't believe that they had a lot of weapons offensively. And I didn't think the defense was, especially when they got rid of McCourty, I didn't think their defense was as, as good as advertised also. Um, I knew the division wasn't going to be that tough, but I thought it was getting better. Uh, I thought the Jets would be a little bit better, and I thought the Dolphins would be a hell of a lot better. So uh, it does surprise me like crazy
1: that the Patriots are seven and four. You know, when we worked together, you always had this anti-New England slant. And one of the <laughs> questions, one of the questions I get asked most about you is, is that real or is it a shtick? So now that the show is over, come clean: is it real hate or is it an act?
0: No, I. You know what's so funny is I hated Tom Brady for the longest time. And I've enjoyed him now that he's away from the Patriots. I really don't like, uh, you know, I grew up in New York. So I think it was just ingrained in me, you know, Nick Celtics, um, you know, stuff like that. So I really didn't like anything. Boston didn't like the Red Sox really didn't like the Bruins kind of learned to like the Bruins, though, and and, and watch some hockey there. But no, I'm not I'm, I'm anti New England. That's the way it's got to be anti Philly, anti New England. Um, when you're a New Yorker, now that I'm back on the East Coast, no, when the shtick, I just I, I don't root for any of those teams, and Belichick just drives me crazy. I, I just think the guy's such a curmudgeon, but I got to give him his due. This year, he's been phenomenal. Yeah, he has been
1: phenomenal, and also Bill, the GM, is getting a lot of credit after we spent years ripping him and his inability to, <laughs> dra- to, dra- to draft, etc. So he's kind of throwing it in all of our faces. I think one thing about when we worked together that worked well is that. I'm very, very uh, preparation oriented and you are very, very emotionally oriented. And we yes. each have a little bit of the other in us. You know, you certainly prepare and I certainly can get emotional at times. But I think, you know, we were very polar opposites in that regard. What is the perfect balance, do you think, when you're when you're a host between being prepared and emotional? Because I think we both struggled to find it at times.
0: I don't know. I think it's changed over the years, you know, um, because, you know, back in the day, it'd be more emotional because you took calls. I mean, in New York, WFAN, they still take a lot of calls. Philadelphia, they still do it. Chicago, they still do it. Um, you know, mostly in cities like that, but they don't do it in L.A. and, you know, in places like that. So I think emotionally when you have to deal with the audience and deal with the listeners, I think it becomes more emotional, though people do go on their rants. Nowadays, if you're not taking calls or, you know, you have the podcast, you can still get emotional, but it um, – It's a little bit different when nobody's on the other end. I mean, you're giving your spiel and and you're giving your take. And I think more of that is you being prepared and getting what's off your chest. I think when a caller calls in, then it becomes emotional. You start battling it because you can't be prepared for Hmm. what's coming out from the other end. You really don't know what's going to happen. Well, you know, we don't take a lot of
1: calls on this show, but we do take sure. a lot of texts on our text line. And I got to say, you introduced me to the idea of a text line, and I was against it at first. I thought yeah. it was good. I thought it was going to be, you know, us just reading list, 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 list. And, uh, you know, we were going to be boring. But the text line is awesome, and I got to give you props because we've grown ours here, and it all started because of you.
0: Can't I can't imagine um, doing a show without a text, especially if you're – not really going to take calls. Um, it was tough for us to take calls because then you have to stop. You'd have to go answer the phone, when we didn't have interns. Yeah. Um, we're all in one room. And even with the interns, you can hear them in the background. Uh, text is so much easier. And by the way, that's, you know, the wave of the future. You got to, you got to grow with technology. It's easier for people to text. Um, you don't want to do it when you're driving, obviously, but um, it's easier for us to kind of pick through and, Instead of going to which call, and you don't know exactly which one's good, which one's bad, which one slows down the show. I still like to hear voices, though. But uh, the text you could pick and choose, and and you know decide which one you're going to hit on, and maybe somebody brings up a point you don't under, uh, you didn't think about. So you you go to that. No, the text line is 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 great. It really it changes. I can't imagine, um, doing a show any radio show without a text line. It's crazy. You know, you've been doing sports talk radio for like thirty years. And
1: I say, you know, you're one of the godfathers of it, and you are. So the, if I talk to people who have been doing it not quite as long, my question's always, Who is your role model? Who'd you look up to in the business? You didn't have a sports talk radio role model because you are at the beginning of it. So, like, who was your radio role model? Did you have one or did you just truly develop every style or your style truly on your own?
0: No, I you know I got to tell you I, in sports radio I didn't have one because it was just starting. Um, You know I think there was one in Los Angeles, KMPC was starting, and you got to understand when that started, their hosts were people like Jim Lampley. I don't know if you remember yeah. him; he was a TV guy and HBO boxing guy, and they had a you know a bunch of who's who of you know of radio and TV or TV. And you know there was no room for Arnie Spaniards of the world. There was no room for for athletes or or even like that. It was just like who's the good looking TV guy. So you you, you really didn't expect to to break in that way. I mean it, it was really tough because the WFAN was also one of the the original one, and they weren't saying hey LA boy come out to New York <laughs> and 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 we'll give you a show. So gosh you, you think about how things have changed uh, from the start of sports radio to now it, it, it's absolutely insane and how many stations there are I mean it uh, it's absolutely crazy I mean it's absolutely exploded and now people are saying radios dead I I don't buy that I still think um you know political talk sports talk uh I, I still think that's alive I, I still think people want to hear that
1: Arnie Spanier with us here on the Brady Farkas Show on WDEV, AM and FM and WDEVradio.com, nationally on Fox Sports Radio on Sunday nights. And, you know, we worked together locally here in Vermont for four years or so. We did a lot of cool things together. What was one of the favorite things that we did together on our show that, uh, that you still think about? Because there's a lot of memories still for me.
0: Yeah, I well, I, I, I love doing the Travis Roy wiffle ball tournament. Yeah. I think that was that was so much fun. Um, going out there, meeting people, uh, they'd always get a great crowd. Obviously, the you know the it, w- it was for a great cause, uh, and you just had a and we would do the show out there on Friday and have people on, and then we would have Travis on every year. Um, it was just great, you know, stuff like that, helping in the community because Burlington is is still small, a small community, and um, you know it still needs help, and there's a lot of help that's been needed. Through the pandemic, so um, I would say the Travis Roy thing was a big thing that I always loved and uh, I always enjoyed. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to make the last one, so um, and and obviously he passed away. Uh, rest in peace. But that was that was one of my favorites.
1: I was out there this year, the first one of his since his passing. It was still powerful as always. I'll never forget. Um, we did a show from the Travis Roy on that Friday. and We got Bob Ryan on and yes, yes. I was so pumped. You know, I talked to we had talked to Bob Ryan before, but um, and he's great. But Bob Ryan dropped an F-bomb yes. live on the yeah. air with us. <laughs> I
0: will never forget <laughs> you that. He must have thought we were on XM Sirius or something like that. Uh,
1: that's a story. I That's a story I still tell people at the time that that's Bob Ryan, point. esteemed columnist and TV personality and around the horn and stuff dropped an F bomb with us. I'll never forget that story. So no,
0: I love that. I mean he just felt comfortable with us and uh, having a good time. So, no, it was always uh, people like that that would come up for Travis Roy, always giving us uh, time to come on the radio. So, that, that was always very enjoyable. Well, Arnie, I appreciate you
1: giving me a little time today. It's been too long since we spoke in a radio capacity, but a lot of listeners have been asking for this. I wanted to make it happen for a bit. We were able to make it happen now. I know the, the text line is uh, going off as we speak, so people are happy that we did this. But hey, I wish you a happy Thanksgiving. Um, uh, you know, great time with the family ahead it sounds like for you a lot of traveling coming up so happy thanksgiving continued success best of luck and uh hopefully the patriots continue to be good and make your life just a little bit more miserable yeah
0: yeah no you too have a great thanksgiving i'm glad we were able to do this it's been way too long we will have to get together with rich and uh you have continued success and we'll see what happens with you but uh certainly enjoyable we'll have to do it again